everyone. I'm Debbie Roberts, owner and financial advisor at Property Apprentice. Join me today for the Week in Review, where I'll talk about current events for the everyday investor and home buyer. Topics for this week. First up, we've got from interest.co.nz on the 5th of December, Barfoot and Thompson sales at a 12-year low in November and stocks at 11-year high. Second topic from RNZ on the 5th of December, REINZ, not worried, fewer house sales will lead to real estate agents quitting. Third topic from One Roof on the 5th of December, have house prices hit the bottom yet? Fourth up from One Roof on the 6th of December, buyers speed up property deals to beat crushing interest rates. And fifth topic, New Zealand Herald on the 6th of December, first home buyers are pulling back from the real estate market according to a survey. So first up this week, in review, we've got interest.co.nz on the 5th of December, Barfoot and Thompson sales at a 12-year low in November, stocks at an 11-year high. Barfoot and Thompson has recorded a 12-year low in November, while housing supplies hit an 11-year high. It sold 700 residential properties in November, which is up from 627 in October, but it's down from 1,182 in November last year. Sales were down 27% compared to November 2019, where 960 properties were sold. These figures suggest that the Auckland market is aligned with its normal seasonal trend, but at a much lower level than previous years. The trend in increasing stock has also been on point. In November, there were 1,577 new listings. This is an increase from 1,371 in September, but well below November 2021. New listings are running at reasonable levels, but sales are getting weaker, which has contributed to an uptick in their total housing supply. At the end of November this year, Barfoot had 5,052 residential properties for sale. This is 28% higher compared to November last year and the highest on record for the month of November since 2011. The average selling price rose $16,813, up to $1.153 million from $1.136 million in October. But that remains down by 9.8% from the record high of $1.278 mil set in December last year. The median selling price declined to just over a million, so one million and sixty-five in November from one million and ninety-two in October, and is now down by fourteen percent compared to one point two four, which was at the peak of last year. Barfoot and Thompson Managing Director Peter Thompson said that even if the agency experienced its quietest November in the last 12 years, the market was far from being in full retreat. Properties were still selling although at a lower rate compared to the same time last year. Thompson thinks this is a sign that buyers and vendors are reaching an agreement on where prices are at. Second topic from this week in review, we've got from RNZ on the 5th of December. Rhymes or Real Estate Institute of New Zealand, is not worried that fewer house sales will lead to real estate agents quitting. The Real Estate Institute of New Zealand, Rhines, believes that it's still a good time to be a real estate agent, even with the housing market not being in the best condition. This was after concerns emerged regarding fewer house sales, which could encourage realtors to leave the industry. 
Ryan's chief executive explained that the slowdown's natural after an exceptional 2021. Last year broke all the records in terms of the number of properties being sold in every single market. From this point, the volume of sales has decreased by about 30%, she said. The number of days to sales increased by 10 days on average, which is to be expected as demand continues to ease and more supplies available. Baird said that throughout this year, there are conversations around rising interest rates, economic uncertainty and inflation, and the property market sits within this overall conversation. Uncertainty causes some buyers to step back, but she explains that what we're experiencing is less of a downturn and more of a correction. The numbers we're looking at are within the levels in 2010 and 2011, and like all markets, the property market is cyclical. Beard said that although the slower pace has had some real estate agents questioning their careers, she's not worried about a mass exodus. Information from the Real Estate Authority on the latest active licences shows that they are higher than they have been, which is a similar trend for Real Estate Institute in New Zealand. Although slightly lower compared to six months ago, there was no indication of people leaving in droves. Baird's advice to homeowners is to manage their expectations as it may take longer to sell their properties. Signs are pointing to to a further easing in the growth of house prices, especially with another rise in interest rates expected in February. If you'd like to learn more about investing in property, join me at one of our free events available live online or in person in our office in Ellerslie in Auckland. Check out propertyapprentice.co.nz for upcoming dates and register today. If you'd like to find out more about how we can help you to reach your property goals, you can book a no-obligation phone call or meeting with my husband Paul Roberts via the website also. That's propertyapprentice.co.nz. Third topic from this week, from One Roof on the 5th of December, have house prices hit the bottom yet? Here are five things we need to know about the housing market this week, according to CoreLogic Chief Property Economist Calvin Davidson. Number one, it's taken some time, but the banks are now reacting. After the 0.75 point hike to the OCR and the Reserve Bank revealing a gloomy outlook for 2023, banks are finally pushing up retail interest rates. There hasn't been so much of a reaction to the OCR hike since the increase had already been priced in. The latest rise actually sets the stage for a higher for longer OCR next year. Keep in mind that rates are moving on both sides, which means that while it's more expensive to borrow, there are also better returns for term deposits. This tends to raise the incentive to save money in the banks and reduce the incentive to purchase investment properties. Second, Smaller house price falls don't mean it's the end of the slump. To date, the total decline in property values is more than 8% or about $85,000. Some may think that the latest drop being the smallest of the downturn is the beginning of the end. This would have made sense a few months ago, but inflation is proving to be very persistent. The OCR can go all the way to 5.5%, pushing one-year fixed mortgage rates as high as 7.5%. The downturn may only be halfway through. Labour market activity in 2023 will have a crucial impact on property outlook. Third point, filled jobs did not rise in October. Stats New Zealand's monthly measure of filled jobs showed no increase in October. This is the first time it's failed to rise since March. 
The service sector was flat in October, which has an impact on the total. However, to be fair, this is only one month of data and it can mean that there was a shortage of skilled workers rather than businesses not wanting them. Still pays to keep a close eye as this could be the sign that the Reserve Bank's hoping to see and in some ways hoping for as they fight inflation. Number four, fewer dwelling consents in October. There's a 12% fall in dwelling consents compared to the same time last year. This probably signals the start of the slowdown in construction. To be fair, consent data can be affected by the scale of projects. For example, consents for big apartment complexes can boost the figures again, but forces are at play such as high construction costs and rising mortgage rates. Number five, lower business confidence. ANZ business confidence measures dropped again last week. Inflation concerns remain high, and some firms reported a slump in hiring intentions, which could spell labour market risks for next year. Fourth topic for this week in review, from one roof on the 6th of December, buyers speed up property deals to beat crushing interest rates. A growing fear of rising interest rates is pushing buyers to move their settlement dates forward or negotiate shorter settlements. ANZ and Westpac have increased their interest rates by at least half a percent this week and other lenders are expected to follow. Buyers are worried that they may have to fix their mortgages at higher rates and that their pre-approvals may also drop. The length of time banks allow customers to lock in rates varies, with ASB allowing up to 35 days after the contract goes unconditional, and BNZ, Westpac and ANZ giving up to 60 days. Kiwi Bank allows 45 days, but customers can pay to add on an extra 30 days. Dan Lavender, a salesperson from Ray White, said that he's helped a buyer move their settlement date forward because they wanted to lock in a lower interest rate. He said that this suited both the buyer and the seller, since the latter was also able to settle earlier on their new property. Easy Street Mortgage Advisor Gareth Veal also had clients request a 60-day settlement instead of the usual 90 days because they wanted to lock in the lower interest rates now. However, Veal said that because most settlements occurred within 60 days, they'd only need to be brought forward, for example, if they were rented and the tenants needed a 90-day notice, or if the buyer was using a bank that had a shorter rate-locking deadline. Veal hasn't seen any other examples of people bringing settlement dates forward, but he is aware that people are anxious about higher interest rates. In addition, People are trying to buy before their pre-approvals for lending expire and the banks tell them that they can't borrow as much under new stress testing rates. My Team Financial Advisor, Jean Andrews, big ups to Jean. My Team for Mortgages and Insurance Team is a sister company of ours at Property Apprentice and Jean's a fantastic mortgage advisor there. But um, Jean was also quoted in this this article. Um, Jean said he hasn't encountered clients requesting any early settlements, although he does understand why it could happen in a few situations. His advice to customers is to lock in the rate as soon as the property goes unconditional because the chance of interest rates increasing at the moment is very high. Andrew said that it boils down to personal circumstance, but earlier settlements could be an option provided it's beneficial for all parties. He doesn't see this as a big issue because most settlements happen within 30 to 60 days, especially with bridging finance being non-existent at the moment, so customers are not able to buy a house and put in a longer settlement date to give them time to sell theirs. 
He added that if a customer works with a mortgage advisor, they'll be able to recommend the best bank for them, especially if they need one that has a longer rate locking period. So anyone who wants to get in touch with Gene, because he's awesome, you can reach Gene at myteam.co.nz. That's miteam.co.nz for mortgages and insurance. You can email him on office at myteam.co.nz. Fifth topic for this week in review from the New Zealand Herald on the 6th of December. First home buyers are pulling back from the real estate market, according to a survey. Recent survey by the Real Estate Institute and Tony Alexander revealed that the central bank's recession warnings, alongside hiking interest rates, have driven down average house prices and buyer interest. This is bizarre. I'm sorry. But it's like the whole housing market's gone on sale and people are going to wait until prices go back up again before they purchase. Makes no sense to me. So, you know, if you're in the market to be buying a home, get out there now when there's loads of listings and hardly any other buyers in the market. You're missing out on a massive opportunity. But anyway, back to this article from the New Zealand Herald. Of the 555 respondents of the survey, which was published on Tuesday, a net 48% saw fewer people at open homes. A net 39% were also seeing fewer people at auctions compared to 10% in October. First home buyers were pulling back from the market, according to this survey, although they appeared to be more interested in making a purchase compared to investors. Some investors continue to look for bargains, although there has been a decline in the past two months. According to the report, buyers remain concerned about high interest rates, prices falling after buying, and access to finance. All 13 regions saw declining house prices. So let me put your mind at ease a little bit. In a market like we've got at the moment, if you're worried about high interest rates, forget about that because interest rates at the moment are actually only about normal for the long-term average. They only feel high because we got used to having such low interest rates over COVID. Now, if you're worried about prices falling after you purchase, the way to avoid the risk of getting into a negative equity position, I'm sure I've said this in a previous podcast as well, but the way to avoid negative equity is to negotiate hard, negotiate below market value, and that creates a safety buffer there in case house prices do drop. Your mortgage is not going to get any bigger if house prices drop. Does that make sense? And you only lose money in property if you sell it for less than you paid for it. So if values do drop, as long as you hold on to that property, eventually prices will pick back up again. So yeah, getting access to finance, 100% agree with that. That is the biggest challenge in the market at the moment. So you know, if you are in a position where you can get lending, do not miss this window of opportunity to purchase a really good deal. This is the type of market that we see about once every decade. You know, the last time we saw a market like this was in the global financial crisis and there were some seriously good deals that were purchased in the global financial crisis. So don't miss this opportunity. I actually think we're going to have people that will look back at this time in the property cycle and they'll go, ah, I wish we'd bought property at you know back in 2022 or or early 2023. Don't waste this opportunity. Might only come around once a decade. 
All right. If you'd like to learn more about property investing, feel free to join me at one of our regular free training sessions available either online or in person. Now, I've got to say that although this recent survey showed that there's a declining interest in the property market, we're seeing something different at our free events. Like we're seeing more and more people registering every single week to attend our free events. Now, we are having a bit of a break over the Christmas period, and our first event back in January is filling up fast. These are live training sessions, and I'm going to be revamping the entire thing for January to make it as up-to-date as possible. So, you know, jump online, register for it now. There's plenty of opportunity to ask me questions because I do run them as a live event, and I answer as many questions as possible. Just I'm not going to be able to answer individual financial advice questions because I don't know anything about your individual financial positions. So you can register for these free events online at propertyapprentice.co.nz. And if you want to have a no-obligation chat about, about our coaching program and, and financial advice that we provide with no conflict of interest, might I add, because we don't sell property at Property Apprentice, then feel free to book a chat with my husband, Paul, um, via the website as well. So that's propertyapprentice.co.nz where you can book a meeting or a phone call with him or you can book to attend one of our upcoming training sessions. That's propertyapprentice.co.nz. I look forward to hearing from you.